Jumpstart your healthy resolutions with reduced pricing on all my favorite supplements from Thorne. Right now, my entire curated selection of Thorne supplements is 20% off, including Thorne's cutting-edge brain support formula, Cinequel. I've added Cinequel to my personal daily regimen to fight off cognitive decline. Cinequel is rich in the best researched ingredients that help support brain function. Its active ingredients help maintain cellular energy production, encourage a healthy balance of inflammatory cytokines, kinds, provide energy to fuel the nerves, support neurotransmitter production, and protect against oxidative stress. It's available in two strengths, Cinequel for everyday maintenance and Cinequel Plus, which provides higher amounts of specific nutrients for shorter-term support after impact-related head injury. Just go to DeerHoffman.com Thorn for 20% off Cinequel, as well as my entire curated selection of Thorn products. That's DeerHoffman.com Thorn. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. Welcome to this podcast. This is Layla Weizen. I'm Layla Mutin, your host here on Intelligent Medicine. And I weigh in on topics of interest. You can send me questions as well to questions at drhoffman.net. That's questions at drhoffman.net. Last week, you know, February is... Heart Health Awareness Month, it's all about heart health in February. It's about other things too, but I'm talking to you here about heart health. And last week I talked about various risk factors, you know, LDL cholesterol, oxidized LDL, homocysteine, triglycerides. And there's been another one, which I'm sure many of you are being tested for lately, and it's apolipoprotein B, right? Uh, you're probably seeing this test a lot more along with your lipid panel. And it kind of makes sense to see it there. And I'm going to talk to you about apolipoprotein B, but I'm going to continue talking about other risk factors and features of what set us up for developing risk factors for cardiovascular disease, specifically metabolic syndrome and the criteria associated with metabolic syndrome. So let's just start. I want to talk to you about what is apolipoprotein B? Well, there's actually more than one type of apolipoprotein B, but it's the one that they're interested in is called apolipoprotein B100, and it's called ApoB for short, ApoB for short. Now, ApoB is a protein made in the liver, and its job is to help move certain types of cholesterol through the bloodstream. Lipids like cholesterol, they aren't able to travel through the bloodstream on their own. Rather, they're carried around by compounds called lipoproteins, right, which deliver them to where they need to go. And apolipoproteins can be found on the surface of lipoproteins. Now, ApoB is found on certain types of lipoproteins, namely LDL 
and VLDL. You know, VLDL is very low-density lipoprotein, and as you know, LDL is low-density lipoprotein. Now, you may have heard the cholesterol carried by these particles, that is LDL and VLDL, are referred to as the bad cholesterol, right? Because it's the type that raises your risk of heart disease, so says the research, and that HDL, high-density lipoprotein, is considered good cholesterol, right? But ApoB, there is actually an ApoB gene which provides instructions for making two versions of the apolipoprotein B protein. That's a mouthful, the apolipoprotein B protein. A short version called apolipoprotein B48 and a longer version known as apolipoprotein B100. Both of these proteins are components of lipoproteins, which are particles that carry fats and fat-like substances like cholesterol in the blood. Now, ApoB100, which is what everybody is interested in and what the test is for, which is produced in the liver, is a component of several other types of lipoproteins. Specifically, this protein is a building block of VLDL as well as IDLs, which are intermediate density lipoproteins, and LDL. And these related molecules all transports cholesterol in the bloodstream. So ApoB is a building block or a backbone of. And LDLs are the primary carriers of cholesterol in the blood, right? And ApoB100 allows LDLs to attach to specific receptors on the surface of cells, particularly the liver. And once attached, the receptors transport LDL into the cell where they're broken down to release cholesterol. The cholesterol is then used by the cell, stored or removed by the body. Because remember that cholesterol is a necessary substance. It is response, it is part of the phospholipid cell membrane, which is very, very important. So they're finding this test useful, especially in the setting of people with very high triglycerides, which is a feature of metabolic syndrome. So I'm trying to tie all these things together for you. Remember metabolic syndrome or syndrome X? It used to be called syndrome X. And now that, I don't know, Twitter is called X. It's, is it a syndrome too? If you're on X tweeting a lot? Anyway, so do you have metabolic syndrome? What is it? This syndrome, it's a cluster of cardiovascular risk factors associated with increased risk for chronic disease, such as heart disease, which is our focus this month, as well as cancer. Now, according to the Centers for Disease Control, more than a third of all U.S. adults met the definition and criteria for metabolic syndrome. That's an estimated 76 million Americans with metabolic syndrome, known as Syndrome X and also as Insulin Resistance Syndrome. I dare say 
that estimated number is probably higher. So on your own, this is what you could do to find out if you meet the criteria for metabolic syndrome or insulin resistance syndrome. First, you want to measure your waist. If you're a woman, is it 35 inches or greater? And when we say measure your waist, we're talking approximately an inch above your belly button. Take the circumference of your waist measurement there. So is it greater than 35 inches, ladies? Or men, is it greater than 40 inches? Some might even say 38 inches. If it is, you can tick this box for yourself because abdominal obesity is a definite component. So it may be time to, it might be time to reinvigorate your New Year's resolutions, right? To do something about this. Also, do you have high blood pressure? How about your triglycerides? Are they above 150? What about your HDL cholesterol? Is it less than 50, ladies? Or men, is it less than 40? Because remember, HDL, the so-called good cholesterol, I like to call it a garbage truck. You want a nice high number in the 70s, the 80s. So, when it's less than 50 in women and less than 40 in men, we tick that box as, as one of the criteria for metabolic syndrome or insulin resistance syndrome. And again, doctors like to test for ApoB, apolipoprotein B, when they see some of these features as well, although I'm seeing a lot of th these tests done along now with a st standard lipid profile. Your, your total cholesterol, your LDL, your HDL, your triglycerides, and then I always see there lately an ApoB test. So that's what we're seeing because it's, it's part of the building blocks of the lipids, of the cholesterol. So more to find out about it. Find out, is your fasting blood sugar 99 or higher? And I mean fasting blood sugar where you have not eaten or drank anything except water for 12 hours before your blood draw. Is your fasting blood sugar 99 or higher? Actually, even 90 to 95 is questionable since this is already on the high end of normal. So if you answer yes to any three of these five high criteria, you have metabolic syndrome. And while not part of the criterion to diagnose metabolic syndrome, an important feature, however, is insulin resistance. Ask your doctor for a fasting insulin or C-peptide. C-peptide is a reasonable proxy for a fasting insulin. And in my opinion, fasting insulin needs to become a standard test for everybody. For everybody. Because it needs to become a criterion. So if you've been given the diagnosis of metabolic syndrome, the good news is it's com completely reversible with diet and lifestyle changes. Metabolic syndrome, just like prediabetes and type 2 diabetes, it is a lifestyle choice. It truly is. Because the high triglycerides can fall off a cliff 
by embarking on a lower-carb, higher-fat diet, right? And of course, when you embark on such an eating plan, your waist, your waist measurement is going to shrink. If it's over 35 ladies, if it's over 40 inches, men, it's going to sh start to shrink. Your HDL cholesterol often will go higher. How do we make HDL optimal? We do it by, in this order, eating more fat. And when I say eat more fat, I'm talking about grass-fed beef. I'm talking about wild Alaskan salmon. We're talking about pastured butter from grass-fed cows. We're talking about extra virgin olive oil, right? And cold pressed nut oils. We're talking about nuts and seeds. We're talking about eating avocado, right? So things to help raise HDL. Otherwise, besides eating more fat, it's exercise. So regular exercise, you want to shoot for an HDL optimally of the mid 70s to 80s is a good range. You want to exercise for 30 minutes a day, five to six days a week, combining HIT, which is H-I-I-T, which stands for high intensity interval training and strength training on alternate days. These are the ways to optimize HDL. So remember these features of the metabolic syndrome. We're talking about high blood pressure, a high fasting blood sugar, high triglycerides, high waist circumference, a high fasting insulin, all of that, all of that. And you know, having metabolic syndrome because high blood pressure is such a feature of it, when you embark on the eating plan to lower these risk factors, like the triglycerides, boosting HDL, losing some inches on your waistline. Another thing that happens when we lose as little as 5 to 7% of our weight is that our blood pressure goes down. And remember, it's not all about salt for high blood pressure. Only 10% of people are salt sensitive. 90%, it's more about insulin. Insulin retains our bodies to retain more sodium. Water follows sodium, follows it into the bloodstream, which increases our blood volume. And that's often how high blood pressure happens. And when you begin to eat in a way, a lower carb fashion, you shed excess water. You shed that excess water because what's happening your insulin level is going down. It's going down to where it should be, which is very low. A fasting blood sugar should definitely be under eight, but probably optimally under five, right? So that's what you're shooting for. And that's hard to do if you're going to eat a lot of carbohydrates, right? Uh, nitric oxide is also helpful for dilating blood vessels. Generally eating more green vegetables can help to increase nitric oxide. Also, are you using, when you use alcohol, when you're, if you're a regular drinker, you drink regularly every night, maybe you're having a glass of wine because you think it's healthy. It's not. When you're 
drinking regularly, it can spike blood, sh- blood pressure. And heavy drinking will definitely cause triglycerides to rise. That is the other feature of high triglycerides. So besides eating important, good quality dietary fats and exercising, you want to reevaluate your use of alcohol so that your triglycerides will come down. You want to reevaluate your use of alcohol so that you can lower your blood pressure. Even alcohol in your mouthwash. Did you know that is a thing? The if you're using a mouthwash that contains alcohol, that may be spiking your blood pressure. Let me tell you how. The alcohol is messing with the microbiome in your mouth. The microbiome in your mouth is also responsible for creating nitric oxide in your body. That nitric oxide confers beneficial vasodilation in your arteries, right? To help lower blood pressure. This is important. But here is yet another feature or another risk factor for cardiovascular disease because you know it's all about inflammation. And as a dietitian, some of the most important questions during my intake include an assessment of oral health, right? The existence of gingivitis, a periodontal disease, has to be considered where there is apparent inflammation elsewhere in the body. We worry about inflammation in our coronary arteries, but some studies suggest that bacteria in our mouths may be the culprit of that inflammation. And some analyses have associated periodontal disease with elevated bacterial exposure, coronary heart disease, and early atherogenesis. There are about 800 species of bacteria found in the oral cavity in our mouths, and periodontal disease is a common, is the most common condition. And this points to periodontitis as being a risk factor for coronary artery disease. Hey, maybe you're exercising, you're eating right, you're at a good healthy weight, all your other risk factors are great, but you haven't seen a dentist in eight years? You've got loose teeth, you have teeth missing, you've got stuff going on that you're not on top of? Well, certain microbiota associated with poor gum health, including P. gingivalis, T. denticola, and T. forsythia are also associated with prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. So if you have prediabetes, if you have type 2 diabetes, you may have this microbiota that's associated with poor gum health. Remember that these metabolic abnormalities contribute to coronary artery disease, right? And you could almost call diabetes a form of heart disease. And it is known that individuals with excellent oral health have a significantly lower risk of cardiovascular disease than with poor dental health. And other evidence suggests that oral health and systemic disease are indeed linked. That a healthy mouth confers health benefits for the rest of the body and vice versa. So good 
oral hygiene and supporting a healthy microbiome are key to your overall health. You want to keep all of these things in mind. Control the controllables. These are the things you're in control of that you could do something about. So I say to you, go do it. These are all the changes that you can make. Isn't that a great thing? Isn't that wonderful? So these are all things to find out with when you visit with your doctor, you have your blood tests, you have your physical, they tell you your blood pressure, they tell you on a metabolic panel what your fasting blood sugar is. A fasting insulin would be great. Of course, they're going to do your lipid profile, your apolipoprotein B. I talked to you about how to lower your triglycerides, how to increase your HDL, how to get to a healthy weight, how to take care of all of these risk factors by simply changing what you put in the pie hole. Yes, your mouth. And then ultimately, your oral hygiene. This is all important. And February is Heart Health Awareness Month. I welcome your questions, your comments. That's questions at drhoffman.net. Questions at drhoffman.net. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your healthcare. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript 
Also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com.